Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is Demon Child, serial killer Sean Richard Sellers. Uh, Sean Sellers was a uh, disturbed individual who killed his parents and also an, uh, killed uh, another victim. We're going to talk about his dastardly deeds, uh, but before we do, we would like to remind you that we are a comedy podcast. We're also we use uh, adult language, so if that offends you, then um, we're probably not the podcast for you. I would like to introduce our panel. Very honored to introduce a lady uh, who is loved by many, but is known by few. The very charming, <laughs> the delightful. The uh, Satan's, of evil. Satan's dirty little secret. The Empress of Evil. The Mistress, the of, mistress of Macabre. Good Lord. Queen of Mean. Pill Poppin'. Penis, penis Lovin'. Brandy. I, You're not here yet. I practice this as a solo. <laughs> I know, and you was getting stuck there. And I was, and you know, motherfucker, I do my shout outs as a solo, but you don't mind jumping in on them. <laughs> How you feel about it now, huh? disturbs me brandy how you like him now how you like me now chuck is already interfering with brandy time what else is new so how are you brandy i'm good it's friday it is friday and um we have a podcast to do we do we do would you like to tell our listeners how your life has been changed today devil (laughs) charles went out and it was i assume it was yesterday he went to tuesday morning Mm -hmm. and bought me some uh, a pen and a pencil set that had a little cross on them. You bought me Jesus pins. So, oh, so you could have some Jesus in, if if you're not going to have Jesus in your heart, devil. You sound like my mother-in-law, by the you way. You could have some Jesus at least in your purse, in your pocket, in your, you know, on your desk. Have Jesus somewhere in your life. Yeah. All right. That was very thoughtful That's, of you. It, yeah. Yeah, it was so thoughtful. Uh, let so me introduce, amazing. Uh, since he's already... Well, since we're already done with me, yeah. let's move on to cost, Chuck time, because we don't get enough of that. <laughs> let me introduce the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the uh, moral beacon of uh, of our podcast, uh, a man who's known as an oasis in the desert of despair. Nope. The very honorable Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm scared, Timmy. Why are you scared? 
because later on today I got to go see my my stunningly attractive dentist, mm-hmm. who is either gonna watch his name. No, it's <laughs> exactly Bruce. <laughs> Her name is Doctor Rachel, mm-hmm. and she is either going to remove a filling, or she is going to remove a filling and do a root canal. You know what's the most amazing? Or she's thing gonna about remove Chuck the tooth. Is, Brandy. How much I don't care. The most amazing thing about Chuck is he always seems to get doctors and dentist appointments on Friday afternoon. I scheduled him for Friday afternoon. Where the rest of us would struggle to get an appointment on a Friday afternoon on a beautiful spring day. But yet somehow Chuck always has appointments Friday afternoon so he can leave work early. he's a liar. Like the devil doesn't have appointments on Friday afternoon up by her house. Mine are legit appointments. (laughs) She haven't had a legit Friday appointment in the last five years. I have. Don't you besmirch me. <clears throat> oh, I'm besmirching. No, don't besmirch I'm besmirching. me. We, Tim and I, have been busting our ass on this work that we got from our boss while you have been playing Facebook games with Nick Starr I'm and sorry. trading barbs back and forth. Do you know how to do Well, Nick, first of all, Nick besmirched me. You know, Nick Sully might have He wasn't name. even the first one that day to do that. Yeah, but he put a lot of effort into besmirch me. And, I'm sorry, have you done those Vizio flowcharts? No. You haven't done them. I have done them. And I wasn't in charge of the Vizio flowcharts. Because, charts. you know why? Because IT because has not stupid. even deemed it necessary for you to have Vizio because it's too complicated for someone of your it's caliber like, to use. Uh, for what? Uh, for intellect. Of your intellect, yeah. It's like, you know what it's basically like? It's like giving a monkey a chemistry set. Have they you, ain't going to give you Vizio. Wait a minute. Do you know how to use the basic work database that we have here? Which the one are you one. talking about? The it's beneath that, him. The one that everybody uses. Do, you mean the one that the plebes use? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even log on to that system. Yeah, I know. I, we had a discussion. I'd like to get your thoughts on Brandy and I was discussing in our office earlier. Brandy has a lovely employee who who has a problem and is at risk of possibly losing a nail, right? Yes. We hope it doesn't happen. Is it a real nail or fake nail? Real nail. Oh, that sucks. And I said, you know, being a a cup half full kind of guy that I am. Always, yeah. I said. That's what Tim's known for. I said at least she wouldn't have to pay as much when she got her nails done. Right. And Brandy informs me that they charge you the same. So then the next question I ask, well, what if you only have one arm? You only have one hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what if you only got a thumb? They charge you the same amount. You know why? That's outrageous. It's highway it robbery. It is outrageous. Is it, you know why? Well, it's, it's goddamn unconscionable. It, <laughs> it's unconstitutional. Maybe is what it is. I, I don't. I, I don't. I went to law school. I don't think. I know my constitution. Don't you? Don't you lecture nails. the colonel on his constitution? But I mean, really, pursuit of happiness. But you should be charged per nail. You, if you don't, if you only have nine nails, it's you not a have, buffet. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a straight price. I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry. You know what? Then don't get your nails done there. You know, the only thing that I I wonder about, and there's this there's this place up by my house that does nails, and uh. Have you ever gotten them done there? They'll have gas masks on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because they're breathing in caustic 
fumes. But the customers don't have gas masks. Yeah, you don't no, do but we day. don't do it all day, every day. Yeah. I'm just saying, if, I, if, if the person bringing me lunch is coming with a big-ass hazmat suit on, I'm, I'm not sure I want to eat lunch. But they're not bringing me That's lunch. That's like when you get x-rays and they stand behind the lead. Yeah. The technicians yeah, what's up with that? Wall. All right, let's get to our Patreon shout-outs. We would like to You say, didn't ask me why I was scared, Timmy. Done with you. We oh, yeah, no, I got yeah. to that. Never okay. mind, I did. <laughs> so if your thoughts and prayers could be with the colonel this afternoon at 3 o'clock, I would appreciate that. You know yeah. what? My thoughts and prayers are already with other people, so. Yeah, I, I don't I, have any I don't have thoughts. My thoughts and prayers are with got, Rachel Marie Flynn. Yes, yes. but I've got, feeling yes. Well. I've got nothing less We hope she is really. That is true. Uh, Rachel, we hope you're doing well. Let's give a shout out to those who support us on Patreon. We really appreciate your support. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee tiny bit to me. Yes, and we've got amazing support, and we want to thank all of you for being so generous, including Alicia and Chip. Alicia, it's Alicia's birthday. Happy it birthday, is. Happy birthday, girl. Yes, and uh, Charles will be singing happy birthday to you later uh, in the podcast. Daniel Bassett. Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, who we have been using the male pronoun for, and Tommy is you a lady. You screwed that up. Tommy is a beautiful lady, so Tommy, thank you very much. She's in Hawaii, by the way. So Tommy's she, in Hawaii? Yes. Then we, she don't even care what we're referring to her as. She's just in paradise. She, she is. Jason Dykes, Bridget Clavey, uh, thank you. Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Amber Croup, uh, Joe Hopkins with the Now American History Podcast. Thank you, Joe. Rebecca Osrich. That's that's Becky Omelette. Don't 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 mangle up a name like that. Thank you, Rebecca. Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, T.J. Young, and I'm going to read this as it was uh, as it appears (laughs) on Patreon. Catherine Cockgarage Richardson. Yes. Okay, that's how it's written. So, Catherine, thank you very much. Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, Cheryl Weldon, Christine Howard, or Chris Howard, and her cat, Jeffrey. Let's see, who else do we have? I love that. Uh, We have Stacy. If you would have read the spreadsheet yeah, I gave he, you. He, Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Inside Podcast. Of he course, could be prepared just Rosanna yeah. from uh, They Walk Among Rosanna, Us. Rosanna, Uh Jennifer Siemens and her mother, Linda. Um, Cindy, Lou, Elise, uh, Scotty Kay with the uh, Killers, Cuts, and Nut Jobs Podcasts. Did I say it wrong? No, you, you're good. You might go it it was perfect. Thank yeah, you. Uh, Killers, Cults, and Nut Jobs podcast. History Goes Bump. Uh, Diane Student, of course. Thank you very much. Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, Dr. Jeff, and Don, who we're going to hopefully get to meet next week. I'm next, excited about next that. Next week, yeah. you you going to a restaurant that doctors can afford, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, we're going to... We, well, we wanted to show him a nice restaurant. Well, we already told him that we'd wash dishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to be waiting on... I'm going to be stealing tips off tables out that place. Uh, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, and her sister... Her sister... Um, Mary Ruth. Mary Ruth? Yes. I uh, always want to say Ruth Ann. I got that mangled up. It's Ruth, Mary Ruth. Uh, Jennifer Rasnick. Thank like you, Baby Jennifer. Ruth. But different. Tyrone, 
Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Mandy Swanson, and Rudy the Wonder Dog. Thank you all very much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. And as I said, if you would like to support us, just go to patreon.com slash history tweaks. All right, let's get into our topic, shall we? That'd be great. That'd be great if you could do that. That's what listeners are tuning into here. The um, title of our podcast today is Demon Child. You like how I always give these cool little names to our podcast? Timmy, you're you're like a... Really, you're like the new. You you should go to work really for a, for a edit. Are a you going to spit something company. out? <laughs> Good <I'm>, God! <laughs> don't put pressure on me. I got performance anxiety here. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the topic. You should really go to work for a publisher, coming up with titles for books and thank stories, you. and thank and, you. and oh, thank and God, editing, got that out. Editing Be- them because I get I capture the eps- essence of the story. You capture the essence of yes, y- he does. the story very the well. The essence is exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. The, the Seems title, harsh. The title is Demon Child, Serial Killer, Sean Richard Sellers. Sean Richard Sellers was a serial killer. Yep. I well, he heard. killed three people. Does that count as a serial killer? That's, it, you got to get the three to make yourself a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, he killed three people. It, it, he's borderline. But two, two is just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Two is just a bad day. Two, yeah. But three makes you a serial killer. He was one of just 22 persons in the United States since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976 to be executed for a crime committed while under the age of 18. So you already gave away the ending here. He was uh, 17 when he uh, went on his rampage. I'm glad you don't do cover-to-cover kids. You just be like, there was three little bears, and then they lived happily ever get out. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Some blonde bitch got in their house. Sean Sellers killed a store clerk and later his mother and stepfather in cold blood. Seller was the only person uh, during this period to be executed for a crime committed, as I said, uh, he uh, for uh, under the age of 17. So he was like... Are you going to reinforce that point, huh? Yeah. Drive that point home to me. Thank you. No, no, no. He's, he was young when he committed these crimes. He His case drew, uh, drew worldwide attention due to his age... As well, how old was, was he? How old was he now? As well as his jailhouse conversion to Christianity, and the claim that did he get pins? Demonic possession made him uh, the devil innocent made him do it of oh, his crime. That's bullshit. She claimed demonic possession all the time. Yeah, Brandy. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's wrong? All right, so let me <laughs> well, let me tell you about this young man's early life. We're well, waiting he, with bated breath, Timmy. I'm on the edge of my seat. Thank you. I peed a little. (laughs) Thank you you very much. So let me tell you first. On November 22nd, 1968, what happened on November 22nd, Colonel? Um, That's when uh, five years prior, our president, the fine John F. Kennedy, was uh, assassinated in Dallas, Texas. That is correct, but it has nothing to do with our story. There you go. Nothing at all. On November 22nd, 1968... Richard C. Sellers and Vonda Blackwell uh, were married in Kings County, California. That's what you were looking for? That Mm -hmm. was the answer you were looking for? Richard was 17 at the time, and Vonda was 15. Yes. Yeah. Six months later, due to math here, Colonel, 
Six okay. months later, Sean Richard Sellers was born on May oh, 18, 1969. Six months, you say? Uh-huh. Was he born three Sounds months like early, sin. Timmy? So basically, they had premarital sex. They was sex. fornicating before the nuptials, Timmy. All right, so we already know. Well, I know. They're sinners. Clutch the pearls. Yeah, they were sinners. They, yeah, and of course, they was going to raise a sinner, Timmy. All right. You can't be a sinner and raise a righteous boy. I see. I don't agree with Are that. Are you sure? Premarital sex leads to your boy growing up and killing you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> every I, time. Every time. Well, not every time, but like seven out of ten times. Mm. In 1972, when Sean was three, his mother, Vonda, who I have described here as a wholesome-looking blonde, Colonel. Mm, well... Okay. Well, well, I can go. I can go for that. Uh, she had uh, things. The the couple. She got divorced from uh, Sean's father, Richard, who was an alcoholic. You skipped a whole bunch there. Yeah, I know a little bit. So they got married. They had uh, they had uh, Sean, and then uh, her his his father becomes an alcoholic. The couple uh, beats him. Uh, they, they have a bad relationship, and then Vonda leaves. Uh, her husband, uh, Richard, well, who Vonda, a wholesome-looking but blonde. Well, I don't know what that Vonda, means. Vonda, what's Vonda's last name? Sellers. Vonda's if you, if you could pay attention to the story, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if she took the name. Or All right. Well, let did. me get back on track here. So, eighteen months. Anyway, when when Sean is eighteen months, his parents get divorced. Okay. Um, she leaves town looking for work. She being Vonda, his mother. And she left uh, Sean to live with a succession of relatives. So, in 1976, when he was f- seven years old... She's not a bad-looking blonde, Timmy. No, she's wholesome. She's a wholesome yeah. girl. In 1976... I'd when do her. When Sean, Shocking. When Sean was seven years old, Vonda remarried. She married a mechanic by the name of Paul Belafato. Belafonte. Bella, she married Harry Belafonte? No, I think it's one of his kids. Belafato. The okay. least successful. But things, Mr. Roboto. But things <laughs> did not change for Sean. Remember, she was she kind of dumped him off with relatives, and she was... Trying uh, to find work. She was a working mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pimping guess what happened? Easy, Tim. Guess what happened? She dumped him off again? She, he, she found... The two of them found jobs driving a truck across the country, and she left a boy to stay with relatives again. Do what you got to do. Well, she Sean, in the meantime, was being cared for by his grandfather, Jim, and his step-grandmother, Geneva. Uh, okay, so his parents were on the road for three and four weeks at a time, you know, hauling. Working. Yeah, working. All right. Sean never complained, but he seemed to develop a painful sense of rejection. By the time he was so five, that's like complaining. By the time that he was five years old, and I'm stepping back here. Little bitch. By the time he was five years old, he started hearing voices that would criticize him. He thought nothing. He thought nothing. He was of married it. at five. <laughs> <laughs> he thought nothing of these voices, as he thought it was normal. Yeah. In third grade. See, I hear voices that uh, compliment me, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. Sometimes I'll be walking down the hall and I'll hear like, Colonel. 
I wish you would hear a perfect. voice that will tell you to speak into the mic. I am speaking into the mic. When Hi. you turn your head. Pot, meat, kettle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting right here. My face right no, into the mic. No, you turn to talk to me, and it, it, can't, it messes up the... Quit uh, looking at Timmy when you talk. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, Timmy. Dick. Concentrate on our listeners. Listeners first. That's I'm the focusing thing. now. Thank you. When that light comes on, you need to be on. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. So in the third grade, uh, his mother and stepfather decided to take Sean out of school and move him to California. He was uh, exceedingly an exceedingly bright student, and he took comfort in reading. Later, he would claim uh, Sean would claim that he was sexually molested by a neighbor when he was seven years old. Uh. The older man, Colonel Force Sean, uh, yeah, I don't even want to say this. For Sean to suck on his testicles. Oh, my God. That's awful. That's yeah. pretty goddamn disturbing. Sick. All right. At, uh, at first, science fictions and tales of the supernatural. Sni- science fiction? <laughs> science <laughs> fiction. Tells and t- of the supernatural. Sinus <laughs> fiction does do that. Were Timmy, staples you, of his reading material. So he, he, lost, a, he lost himself in a reading. That's what I'm getting at here. How, <laughs> speaking of, how is your uh, sinus fiction? Thank you. Is it cleared up? Uh, yeah. Are I you feel, doing all right better. there? Thank you. He's feeling bad. I, I, go <laughs> I have a doctor's appointment at 3.30 this afternoon, though. Oh, we won't be here, so that's fine. Uh, a babysitter introduced him to books about Satanism. No, yes. that's the kind of babysitter you want. Uh, so obviously, Did the babysitter- Am- Amber Croup was, was the biggest guy's babysitter. Aw, poor Kid- Amber. Kidding, She's Amber. the sweetest girl. She is. Did, did the babysitter introduce him to firearms too? Here. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no. you're nine years old. It's time for you to have but, a gun now. But hey. but after being you know introduced how, to That books, happens a lot. After mm-hmm. being introduced to books on Satanism, he found himself attracted to the occult. Mm. When uh, Sean was eight years old, uh, uh, he, he, he devoted himself to Satan. Okay. How old was you when you devoted yourself to Satan? Double? That's kind of a silly question. I mean, was it something that uh neighbor gave you a book or was it something you stumbled across was you in your experimental phase in college when you was it's where all the hot guys are was it the economics professor you were sleeping with really well we had to we see we got that worked in this one timmy um sean would read these books when his parents were away he was smart enough to know that they would not approve of his uh satanic uh readings uh, anyway, so he's getting transferred back and forth between his parents, his grandparents. But all the while, he's learning about Satan. Satan? Uh, Sean experienced a bedwetting well into his teens. So did Chuck. Oh, man, this is bad. And Chuck's not Still a serial do. killer. Um, his uncle, who lived in the house with him with his grandparents, his uncle used to make him wear a diaper on his head in front of his friends on the days after he wet the bed. So... That's why uncles. This was why to, didn't this they was put a diaper inc- on him before the, he went to bed instead well, of his This was uh, too embarrassing to encourage him to stop. Because uh, you can practice. help it. It's a conscious thing. Yeah, that was not a good thing. Uh, Sean's uncle was determined to make a man out of him. There you go. He would take. Come it, here, boy. Come here, boy. I'm he would take Sean. Ha- he would take Sean hunting and taught him how to take the heads off animals by pulling them from their legs. Yep, that's true. 
So what do you do? You hold the head and you pull the legs until the head comes off? Yeah. Chuck? I, know you, I know you can do that with cicadas. Yeah. I don't know how you do it with a deer. It seems like know. you'd need a knife well, or something. I some think shit. it's more along the lines of like squirrel, rabbit, that kind of stuff. When Sean was 12 years old, he discovered the role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yeah. Which I can, I, I can never get into. I was a dungeon master. Not last week, like when you were a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. It fueled his um, darkening fantasies. It was around this time that he started to use uh, sharp objects by and uh, started to use sharp objects to uh, point uh, to uh, plunge into his scalp. Hmm. What? You know why? Because it's hard to get the dull objects into his <laughs> Good scalp. Point. It usually, yeah. yeah. He also kept vials of his own blood in the refrigerator and drank him drank it in front of his peers at school. Is that wrong? Yeah, you don't. I don't. Kids at okay. school teased him for his odd behavior, and he was voted most likely to become a vampire. So I guess they had that was little, a thing. I think it was just like a, a joke. You think? Uh, to his uh, to the adults who knew him, Sean seemed like a well mannered child, uh, and was just going through you know adolescence. Even from a distance, though, his from parents that went through my oh. mind too. Uh, even from a distance, even though his parents were not always in the home, they they maintained strict control. They thought Sean was never good enough, and they demanded more and more from him. Um, he was timid. He was a beaten-down kid who uh, never was accepted by his peers or his parents. He was being constantly uprooted, uh, and he had a sense of isolation. And he went to bed a lot. He was Sounds in the seventh like a recipe grade. for disaster. Not in the trifecta. When he was in the seventh grade, his parents, Vonda and his stepdad, Paul, moved, Vonda. moved to the suburb, a suburb of Oklahoma City. You ever been in Oklahoma, Colonel? I've been there. Okay. Of course he has. Uh, it was here that he forged his first close friendship. He met a boy named Richard Howard, not Ronnie Howard. Richard Ronnie's Howard. brother, Richard Howard, mm -hmm. who in some ways was <laughs> the Sean's Durange brother, was uh, Sean's. No, you know Ronnie Howard had a brother who was an actor too. Mm -hmm. Played in. Yeah, that, he still does. What was that movie or uh, TV show about the bear? B.J. and the Bear. No, no, it was a bear. Grizzly Adams. Nah, it's longer. Before General Ben. General Ben. Very General good. Ben. Thank you, Colonel. You know, and oh. that's bullshit <clears throat> because eventually a bear gonna eat you because he's gonna get hungry. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get tired of, you know, you wrestling around with him, and he's going to say, you know what? I'll just eat you now. I don't feel like foraging for food today. I'm going to eat you. Yes. So anyway, Richard Howard was a completely different person, but in some ways he was Sean's spiritual equal. Raised by his grandparents, he shared Seller's passion for Dungeons and Dragons. He w they were teammates on the uh, track team and weightlifting squad. In the summer of 1983, when Brandy was third grade, 45. Third grade. You were third grade, 1983? Yep. Uh, I was in my first year of college. The Belafatos moved to Greeley, Colorado, where Paul had found a new job, and Sean had to leave his friend. So he has one oh. friend, they move away. Right. Was the friend into devil worshiping and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, oh, the whole bit. Dungeons and Dragons is not no 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 I know but I mean he was they were they shared everything. 
Sean's unhappiness was eased by a summer romance, Brandy. Oh, Perfect. my goodness. He met a young lady in church camp. Church camp? When his girlfriend broke off the relationship that winter. Was this in Satanism church camp? No, no. no he his went, he parents went to, sent him to church camp. They, they, they were concerned that he had been... He needed Jesus. Yeah, they were concerned about. I was his, concerned that you needed Jesus, so whole, I bought you a pen. Uh, devil worshiping, so they sent him to church camp. He met a girl there, and uh, he Just fell in love. Just recap the sentence. He fell in love with this young lady. She broke it off in the winter, and he thought about killing himself. This is 1983, but he turned to Satanism for solace. Hmm. He later said he was mad at God. He wrote a journal. He was mad at God, and deep down, uh, he wanted power, power of the supernatural. So he dedicated himself even more to Satan. Who doesn't? Right. In 1984, Sean faced another upheaval in his life when Vonda and Paul returned to cross-country driving and uh, deposited their troubled son with Vonda's sister, Debbie, in, back in Oklahoma. Confronted by yet a new school... Sean didn't, uh, didn't even bother this time to try to fit in. Instead, he started drinking and uh, studied uh, study Satanism. So he's really turned to Satan at this point as a young man, Brandy. He's made a left. Yes. What happens next? I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> On a waiting. visit. Huh? I'm waiting. Oh, Okay. On a visit to Colorado, Sean and another friend conducted a candlelit satanic baptism of a third youth. Cloaked in black, equipped with a silver chalice and a ritual sword, the two dressed their acolyte in white sheet and commanded him to strip. Then we cut him, drank his blood, and used it to write a dictation to Satan. When Vonda and Paul reassembled the family in Oklahoma in the fall of 1984, their son was elated. Reunited with Richard. Reunited and it feels so good. He introduced him to you Satanism. Know, which one was peaches and which one was cream? Um, I believe I believe the guy was cream. All right. The girl would have to be peaches. Okay. Makes sense. Uh okay, so he's reunited with his one friend and in it Oklahoma felt City. So good. He introduced him to Satanism, and they found a handful of new friends willing to explore the occult. Okay, so they got their own little So they got their own little Satan club. By February of 1985, he was ready to dedicate his life to the powers of darkness. In a solitary ceremony in his bedroom, he lit candles, burned incense, and wrote in his own blood, I renounce God, I renounce Christ, I will serve only Satan. Hail Satan. Now, see, I one time wrote my own blood on my wall. I declare bankruptcy. Well, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Well, because yelling it apparently doesn't yeah. doesn't make it legal. No, we learned that from the office. Yeah. yeah. But I think if you write it on your wall in your own blood. I think it has to be chicken blood. That's where you fucked up. Damn it. By this time. I saw, blood, I th- I saw a message in blood on a wall. It said, I'm on my period. <laughs> it's gross. Is that on the boys' bathroom wall? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, on, it was just like on a wall. I don't remember. It wasn't in a restroom or anything. Hmm. Just, I think someone did it as a joke, but. Well, I would like to think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you <laughs> if they put it there, I mean, if they were going to put it there and then sit there, that would be okay. Right. But if they just put, I'm on my period and left, 
It was like Kilroy was here. You, know? you don't know who is on their period, and now you're uneasy because you might run into a woman on her period. You have to carry But you could tell it was that person because they'd have nastiness all over their hand. See? Well, see, but you can no. never tell from a woman because a woman on but a I period said, she'd have having the on blood her on her hand might come from ripping somebody's heart out. Well, yeah. All right, so by this time, his parents were paying attention and had taken note of his transformation. Well, yeah, that's a good thing. You put time to cut, cut on. Yeah. Vonda's Sean. a little slow there. <laughs> well, <laughs> She was a wholesome blonde, though. Clearly, Vonda's... With big boobs. She was wholesome. She was clearly wholesome and had big wholesome boobs. Looking. Vonda's maternal instincts were not quite as honed as they should well, be. Well, she was an 18-wheeler. She was a trucker. She was... She was a trucker. She probably had a chimpanzee one with a name Clyde, but... I think it was her husband. Oh, okay, well... Uh, let's see. So, Sean slipped from high honor roll. Uh, he lost his interest in sports, and he abandoned his clean-cut look for a scruffy, semi-Rambo style. Oh, man. That gets... That's a panty oh, dropper. Oh, okay. So, he's... Rambo he, is a panty dropper. Yeah. Only if he wears the shoestring tied around his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you. Yeah. Uh, at first, they explained it away as adolescent eccentricity his fascination with the japanese assassin rights of ninjutsu that's a Colonel, leg- you study that's ninjutsu. a lego thing i have taught it to me i've taught ninjutsu uh, I'm, I'm a third degree ninjutsu myself are you mm-hmm. you're a plaid belt hmm? are you a plaid belt <laughs> I'm, I'm, no I'm that's a, a paisley belt yeah a paisley belt yeah. uh let's see uh they well, and and this here we go, and this is it. So he's got this fascination with these with ninjutsu. They reasoned it was a way of being like Paul, who was a former Green Beret. Yeah, kind of. What the fuck? This is his stepdad. They thought, well, he's trying to be like stepdad. He's trying to be Rambo, yeah. badass. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But when teachers discovered Sean's satanic Bible, and a search of his bedroom revealed his altar devoted to the black arts. Paul lashed out at Sean telling him, you do not exist. No. Oh. Well, you do not exist? Yeah. So Paul, My guess is he kind of felt that way already. Paul says to who he doesn't exist? Sean. To Sean. His son. Or stepson. Okay. Okay. Now pay attention, please. After he said that, Sean remembers, I went to my room and the satanic books were a call on me. Oh. Vonda tried desperately to talk to her son, but Sean was intractable saying only that she wasn't trying to understand him she wrote to a cousin when my complete destruction is so important why my complete destruction is so important i don't know unless it's because satan knows i don't intend to to give him up without a fight to be honest i'm scared but i'm reading the bible and praying for help to pacify his mother sean went to bible study where he met that girl Mm -hmm. Uh, and he also met a Catholic priest. Oh, okay, good. Hmm. So That's far, not, so good. It's not often the best thing to run into. Exactly. Questioning Christianity. Yet his devotion to demon worship never faltered. At school, he flaunted his allegiance to Satan. In biology lab, he ate the leg off a live frog. Well, frog legs. It's not uncommon mm. for people. Is to that eat frog bad? Legs. Is that a? He some... ate the leg off a live frog. Well, the fucker kept hopping away. You're trying to, huh? Yeah. They don't hop very well. Well, that will show him if you eat off his leg. It's hard to hop with just one leg. Hmm? Yeah. If you're a frog. If you're a frog. Now, if you're a person, you can do it. That's all you can do. I've seen them in the Olympics. It's impressive. 
You know what? Uh, I never curling. I don't get curling. I think we've had this discussion. I like curling. It's okay. I like curling. It's it's basically, and you know, I'm I'm surprised you haven't because you're good with a broom, devil. Yes. You're good with a broom, and uh, I'm surprised they don't have the devil on the curling team. I'm a professional. I oh, gave okay. up my amateur uh, status. Yeah. Okay. That's same with me in gynecology. Yes. <laughs> and same with what, me. In are you in the gynecological Olympics? I was a amateur gynecologist for many years. Ah. <clears throat> Did you give that up yet? Uh, no. Oh, good. I so you're practicing. I don't want to. You're a practicing my, amateur gynecologist. Yeah, I don't want to give up my amateur status. Because mm. you go pro. And <laughs> well, you go pro, you got all the then liability. You have a <laughs> and you go you pro. Got, there's regulations. I mean, it's a whole you, thing. You know, here's the you, thing you've about. Got continuing <clears throat> education. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. Here's it's the thing about thing. being a gynecologist it sounds like, in theory, like a good idea. Yeah, but you can't pick your client. That's the whole thing. You don't know who's walking through that door next. <laughs> you don't know who's walking through that door next. And she might have the decaying vagina and expect you to fix that thing. Uh, and there ain't nothing you can do about a decaying vagina. Well, you got to roll up your sleeves. Yeah, you got to roll you gotta up your sleeves. You got to put on a miner's hat. Get, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're shoulder deep in that some bitch before you can even figure out. And then think, I want you to think closely. Think shoulder hard deep. about this. <laughs> I mean, you got to get the barnacles and shit off of that he thing. He's got the giggles so. today bad. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to, you know, it's like for, for every good one you get, you got one, like I said, it got the barnacles on it. You got to go get your chisel and hammer and knock those things off. Have you actually ever seen a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but here's the other thing. Here's what I want you to Sometimes you have to get the uh, vacuum cleaner. Oh, you got to get the pressure washer on it. It's like, you know what? Okay, I, here I'm going to write your referral down to the car wash. I want you to take that pressure washer. Power vacuum. <laughs> Squirt that thing off. But here's something to consider. I doubt it. Here's something to consider. Let's consider. There are I'm people, not going to. there are doctors who are proctologists. Oh, yeah, on purpose. They have said, basically, I want to spend Love my. Love that ass. I, I want to spend my whole life and people's assholes. Looking at buttholes. Yeah, but you and, know why? And here's the other thing. Thank God they That's do. what I spend my you life doing. You don't know who's walking through the door next. I know. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I don't much rather do that because. Being a prof- uh, a gynecologist, it's some, they, you could get some really nasty clients. Really, you don't think you could get some nasty you buttholes? You get some nasty asses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe if you were like in Beverly Hills and you were like uh, gynecologist oh, to the stars, or a plastic, like a gynecological plastic surgeon. Or if I was a guy, if I was an anal bleacher. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. I mean, I could do that. Well, that's, that's, you don't even have to. That's because you're not really getting ugly people that. that want the anal bleaching. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You could get an anesthetist to do that. But. Really? Sure. The bleach anus? Mm-hmm. I thought that. you just Let's put bleach that. on it. Colonel, will you no. go with me? We'll go together. <laughs> yeah, we'll go together. Maybe you got to get now. a Brazilian wax first. I'm not about that. I don't like that. Do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. They, they yank all your hair off. Yeah, they yank all the hair out of your You tank. got a little landing strip there, don't you? You can if you want, but not necessarily. But you don't want to bleach a hairy butthole because then it just looks weird. <laughs> I got right <laughs> it here. It stands out. <clears throat> then it looks like flock of seagulls. Because this, this was brought up by TJ on the guy that's gonna uh, be with the younger girl, and he's got you know the it's smoky Todd Long, crotch. But okay, yeah, Todd Long, yeah. No, his friend. His friend, yeah. Yeah, we're talking um, about our uh, Facebook group. Personally, Facebook. I got yeah. from my belly button. I got about a half inch line that runs from my belly button right down to my jaw. I don't, I don't, do, everything I don't remember else asking. Is just shaved and trimmed. Oh, I don't remember asking. So, and I call that the little landing strip. So you do a little manscaping. Oh yeah, I, I I'm an expert manscaper. I got like equipment at home. That, you know, I got the trimmers. I got the sh- the uh, straight razor to uh-huh. get it really a really fine uh-huh. you know thing. Thank um, you for sharing that. Sometimes I put some gel on it, and make it a mohawk. Oh well, you know. Clearly. Sometimes I got it as smooth as a putting green. But yeah, continue, Brandy. It's a hobby I have. It's an amazing fucking story. Continue, All right. Brandy. So. Well, now I've lost my spot. All right. So he's eating the leg off frog. Yeah. Uh, he always carried a small vial of fresh blood and well, who, made a I mean, show. Really, that's, that's, who doesn't really? Well, mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton did. And he made a show of drinking it. Oh, drinking from it in the lunchroom. Sean found kindred spirits at an occult bookstore and midnight showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Satanists, he says, are easily recognizable by the. Oh, by good. the horns. No. By what? <laughs> By their evil taint. <laughs> <laughs> but not the worst of the evil taint. Girl. And I just and See, I don't know if that's a typo. And, no, and typically evil taint. And and this is what a lot of people don't know. We have discussed decayed vagina before. No, a lot of people know that on a number of thing, number of occasions. But a, a decaying vagina, vaginal depreciation, often comes from having an evil taint. It's the taint that's causing the decay in the vagina. Okay, well, could you spread out anymore? Like, it's your fucking house. Get your leg over on your side. The taint is strategically located. <clears throat> it is. It is. But it mm-hmm. can have a serious impact. Do they do tattooed 
they, will they ta- uh, oh, yeah. tattoo your taint? Probably. They can pierce your taint. Yes, they can. <laughs> All right. Makes me wheezy. So, you know, makes you never, wheezy. here's something I've never seen. I've Find never George. seen somebody with a uh, with a rectal ring. You know oh, how people okay. got nose rings? I, I do and they understand. Got nipple what you're rings saying. and yes. they got clitoral rings. Yeah. Ain't nobody yet ever said, I want my asshole. Just because right. you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not. No, because I'd but see it on the internet. How would you do that? I mean, you, you know what? What if they get, you know, those gauges you put in your ears that make the hole bigger? Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was certainly it cut down on constipation. Well, you <laughs> yeah. sure would. All but right. But it might just fall out as you're walking. That'd be Sean, well. <laughs> I think if you do that, your your self esteem and <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, already kind of they're gonna people that. gonna put diapers on your head yeah. to straighten you out. All right, so Sean <laughs> further identified himself by a symbolic dress code. He wore his left sh- his left shirt sleeve rolled up and kept kept his left pinky fingernail long, sharpened and painted black. Mm. Mm, much like mine. Whatever, lady hands. So Sean's a little freak, basically. Yeah. Sean would get beat up in my school. In the months before his first murder, which consummated his effort to break all ten biblical commandments, Sean became consumed by Satanist ritual. When Richard and the eight or so members of their coven, with Richard and the, okay, he took over an abandoned farmhouse and used it as a place of worship. They would cut each other and drink the blood. At home... Sean kept a cache of blood-filled vials hidden in his parents' refrigerator. Fucking this motherfucker really? walking around weak all the time, ain't he anemic by now? Where are you getting all this blood, Sean? I don't know. You got a dog, fucking dog, walking around eating cookies and oranges all the time because he drained in the blood out of the I don't the know dog. how you hide. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I hide the Reese cups in the fridge. But, I mean, you know, if somebody really looked, they could see it. I mean, you can see them. I'm sure no one touches your Reese cups. Oh, I bet they don't. <laughs> I'd just soon come they up. They do. And, I, you know what? I would come up and grab your breasts before I would grab one of your Reese cups. I wouldn't suggest <laughs> because, that. Because I think. die in either way. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. There's so, certain things that you just don't do. That's true. Not in polite society. <laughs> Not in polite society, yeah. I mean, don't take a bitch's Reese cup. All right. So, Sean compiled a grimoire. Is that how you, grimoire? Yeah. Oh, uh, Timmy, you were supposed to save that for my page. I'm no. Uh, it is a manual for invoking demons and spirits of the dead. Well, that's right up Randy's alley. He stayed. I just call it my big book of shit. I don't give it like a fancy name. The book of grievances. That's right. He stayed up all night poring over satanic tracts and performing rites using amphetamines to stay awake and alcohol and marijuana to calm himself down. As the sleeplessness, self-hypnosis, and marathon rituals continued, <clears throat> Sean began suffering from blackouts. He was probably just going to sleep. That's a blackout. Right, a demonic... Girl? That's a blackout. A demonic. I've done lots of things in blackout. Blackout. I've done like 12 hours a day. I've done like six or seven podcasts just completely blocked out. We know. (laughs) Including right at this moment. (laughs) I might not. I might be blacked out right now. (laughs) I don't know. I can't even tell myself. A demonic alter ego, which he called Ezerite, emerged. And the youth says he often lost track of his own actions. Hmm. I call bullshit. 
Oh, come on. Give him a break. He's he's uh, he's possessed. I'm calling bullshit. On September 8th, 1985, Sean said uh, he and Richard prepared themselves for the ultimate act of fidelity to Satan. After a sacrificial ritual, Richard stole his grandfather's 357 Magnum and the two drove to a convenience store in search of Robert Bauer, a clerk who once refused to sell them beer. What a dick. Well, that motherfucker wouldn't sell them beer. I guess. Why didn't he just take it? They found Mr. Bauer. Uh, I don't... Okay. They found Mr. Bauer in a matters when Sean aimed the gun, fired, and missed. Bauer was terrified. Yeah, so they sh- they found him. They tried to scare him. They shot at him once. Yeah, and okay. missed. And missed. Sean fired again, wounding Bauer, who then ran to the back of the store. Richard blocked him. Richard, Richard yelled, hold on, Richard, Richard Dick, Richard Dick is blocked friend. him. Yeah. He was cock-blocked. Dick blocked him? He was cock-blocked. Okay. Uh, Richard yelled, do it, and I fired and the guy fell, said Sean. The police never connected Sean and Richard to the crime at the time. After the murder, Sean plunged even further into Satanism. In the following weeks, his psychic frenzy intensified. Did they get the beer? I don't think they were going to rob, rob him. They weren't going to steal. They were going to kill him. Well, they, that just seemed petty. Yeah, it is petty. I mean, if they're no, well, they were doing. Uh, you know, they were. This was for Satan. It's grim war. Is grim war? Pronounced yeah. grim war. I did say that. Yeah, yeah. You, you were correct. Thank you. Um, fuck you. <laughs> so, well, now, let's see. Uh, why, see, okay. While working, where are my Jesus pins? You like, where are my Jesus pins? You know, you talk. You are very shitty. <laughs> I'm a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. It's two against one. <laughs> but I, I've got to vote with Brandon. And that, that was one. a long time ago when but I said that. Say, Why are you talking about it now? If you want to say something negative about her, I'm sure I'll support She's you. She's a horrible person. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, not true. Okay. No, not you're true. a horrible person. Okay, I'm not. Our listeners might not think so, but you walk around this building. If I walked out this door right now no, they and fear said me. to 10 people... Who's the most horrible person in this building? Everyone, I'm going to say Brandy. You know, yeah, but you know who you're not going to ask is your staff because they would all say you. You no, know what this motherfucker did the other day? You know, so I'm dying. You, we did the podcast. How many times did we have to stop the podcast? A few. Okay, because I was coughing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were worried you had the consumption. Yeah. Right. So we leave the podcast and we see our boss, right? Mm-hmm. I tell my boss, I'm going home, not feeling well. This asshole says... You're not sick. You have a sinus infection. This is a motherfucker that rushes to the hospital in the middle of the night for a tummy ache to get an MRI, and he's telling me I'm not sick. He's a horrible person. I said you had a sinus infection. Yes. An yeah. infection is, a, is a, it's the absence of wellness. <laughs> he's a horrible person. I know. Wow. I had. He's a prick. I kind of feel like I'm being bullied did and not, did he really? not get, did he I not, wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> did he not get up in the middle of the night a couple of weeks ago, get rushed to the hospital for an MRI? Because I did not. I went cake. to my doctor who sent me to the hospital. Well, and, you know, but he's not. Here's the thing. He's going to be a martyr because he won't. He hasn't gotten his gallbladder out and it's going to attack him again. And then it's going to be, oh, my you God. You know, I can take it. I can take it. I was fine. Well, she can get that. What is it called? A tans machine? 
Yeah, well, I got to go to the dentist today, so. Oh, you have uh, to go to the dentist. Well, I'm not putting it in your mouth. Right, <laughs> that's what you always say. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's, we can do Just this. Just for a minute. I'm not doing it for a minute. No, I'm no, not. No, no, I'm talking about putting it in I your have mouth. So, <laughs> Just the tip. There are so many things in here that it's going to be so much fun. Well, explain to everyone what you're doing. She's trying to get that tinge unit on me, but uh, I'm. And you gonna, said you'd do it. I will do it. I just can't do it today because I got to go to the dentist. Which has no nothing sense. to do with shit. Yeah, because it'll mess up my mojo. It will not. Mm. Well, he, it may gotta, improve your mojo. He's got to watch out for his mojo. Yeah. I'm with him on that. It might mess Are up you? his. It might mess up his mojo. Next week, this is happening, so you better gird okay. your loins on and Facebook suck it live. up. Yeah, buddy. It'll mm-hmm. be a performance killing. All right, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so See, I'm going to be one of those Facebook Live electrocutions. I, I'm telling you, I don't think this is a good idea. He's going to have a heart attack and He's die. not going to have a heart attack. I'm opposed to it. I'm a professional. Can I try it on my back first because my back's killing me? Yeah. Then you then to the balls. Well, no. No. Has anybody <laughs> ever tried it on the balls? I'm sure they have. You'll be the first. No. You'll be, you'll be a pioneer. No, this is mine. We're not using it on his b- balls. Come on. He's a pioneer. I don't care. All right. So, look. Um, so, Sean. Because we all know he's shaved. Let's do it I live. know. Yeah, I am. I shaved. know. You know, when I had to get oh. my vasectomy, I forgot to shave. They will dry shave your ass. Oh, that nurse was yeah. just brutal with me, Timmy. She used like a Bic or something? She did. She used a Bic. Single, I mean, single blade. Single blade. <laughs> was just running over over, over my scrotum. And, yeah, it didn't uh, hurt her. You know, you can get Botox in your scrotum now. Take the wrinkles out. I don't know what, you know, scrotums. I They're mean, a funny thing. When you was like six years old, Timmy, you look at any kid. I don't look at <laughs> Okay, kids. you know what I mean. But you grew up, so you know what I'm talking about. I did grow up. When I did. you're born, I grew and up. from that time forward, you have wrinkles in your scrotum. You're yeah, born yeah. with them, and yeah. they stay there. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. Now, saggy skin and looping down, and you know the balls that hang down to your knees. Now, that's one thing. But you know, I. Hey, what time if, is your dentist if appointment? You wear, Three o'clock. If you wear good <laughs> underwear, you, I don't think you're going to make it. <laughs> if you wear good underwear. You don't get the saggy balls. It holds them in place. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the all the fuss is about either. All right. So, Sean uh, was working as a bouncer at a teenage nightclub and fell in love with a 15-year-old named Angel. According to Sean. Isn't that ironic? He was how could he love an angel? Yeah, that's ironic. I don't think that makes Alanis sense. Alanis Morissette wrote a song about it. Yes. According to Sean, at first, his demonic spirit, Ezerate, was attracted to her sexuality. Mm. Then Sean fell in love. Oh, good Lord. Then Sean fell in love her seeing her as an angel balancing his demonic tendencies. Okay, so she was... So he thought that there was an equilibrium between the, the, the two yin and yang. Them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he sealed, I think he's overthinking it. He sealed a pact with God and told him he would do anything if he could make the girl love him. Now, uh, why are you going with God? Is he worshiping Satan? Is he worshiping God? He's going with whoever. <laughs> who's got the power here? Despite he seems like a flip flopper. He yeah. he's a bi religious guy. Well, despite this girl's uh, swing, this vote. girl rejected Sean's advances. So he did whatever he you know right. what any good guy does. He started to stalk her. Yes. Meanwhile, his parents, Paul and Vonda, 
disapproved, and they forbade Sean to see or go near her. All right. Nine? Nine. Nine. Sean resisted and ran away. His parents brought him home, but he was miserable. Sean became so so depressed uh, at night that he took his stepfather's, one night, that he took his stepfather's gun and thought about killing himself. A plan to join his natural father in California fell apart, and Paul and Vonda refused to let him live with Richard and his new wife, Tracy. So what happens next, Colonel? You got this very disturbed young man. He's very uh, he's very angry at his parents. There's a lot of Richards here. Yeah. There's a lot of dick here. Yeah. A lot of little dicks. What happens, ne- what happens next? Well, Timmy, Sean's increasingly bizarre belief system was codified in a composition he wrote for English class last codified, Timmy. Did you like that? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for English class uh, last February. Last February? The previous February. The previous February, okay. Satanism has made me a better person, as it often does to people, I suppose. I am free. I can kill without remorse. That was his, that's that's what, what you're looking for. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure that makes you a better person. It makes you a better, it makes you a better James Bond, uh-huh. licensed to kill and, you know, kill without remorse. Now, alarmed... His teacher telephoned Vonda, who immediately poured out her concern in a six-page letter to her son. It said, in part, I will always love you. No, that's what it said. I will always love you. I'll always be there when you need me. You knew that was coming. Until the day I I die. Huh? If I did, I would have baked the cake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I will. Uh, she says, I will always love you. I will always be here when you need me until the day I die. This is his mother, Vonda. She ne- he, Sean never wholesome, saw Vonda's letter. Wholesome looking Bond. Um, that evening, he spoke to his parents only briefly after returning from the pizza parlor where he worked part time. Because that's, you know, Sean's really, now this way you're getting your life on track. You're working at a pizza parlor part time. You're dressing up all in black and worshiping Satan. You got that long finger now. And got the long finger now. Now, he began his nightly devotions when he got home. He took off his clothes and did what I do on Friday night. He put on black underwear and a black hooded cape, Timmy. Hmm. Sounds like a party, Brandon. Well, don't I just don't come at me with a cape. I, <laughs> I hate that shit. I put it's on sophisticated. Don't you think it's, it's, it's a... It's a uh, shows a, a certain level of sophistication. First of all, I'm all cape. about I'm all about capes, uh-huh. mainly for girls, but I'm all about them. But here's my thing: don't surprise me with a cape on. Don't just show up with a cape on. There needs to be a purpose for the cape. Okay, that's fair enough, Carl. That's fair enough. Okay, so Sean took some speed. Well, he lit candles and incense, poured blood into the chalice of the makeshift altar, and began an invocation. Now, he took some speed and smoked marijuana while staying up for three days, only sleeping for brief periods. At some point, he also slept. (laughs) Sure. Makes sense. For brief periods. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) I was in a rush. When (laughs) When he awoke, he found Paul's forty-four revolver in his own room. Hmm. From that was only a matter of tiptoeing into his parents' bedroom with the stealth of a ninja assassin. You like that, Colonel? 
It, yeah, oh yeah, it paints a picture. It's it, it paints a dark, scary picture. The guy's got on his black clothes. Do you have his cape on. Black his cape. cape, black underwear, forty-four. Uh-huh. Now, see if I shoot somebody, I want to have some black jeans on, okay. maybe a Guns and Roses T-shirt or something. Um. Anyway, here's what he says. Mm-hmm. My heart started beating fast, and then everything went calm. I pointed the gun at my dad's head and fired. I pointed the gun at my mom's head and fired. Afterwards, Sean tried to cover it up and make it seem like there was an intruder that came in and shot them. Sean crawled into his white pickup and started driving. He eventually found himself at Richard's house and told him what he had done. Richard stashed the gun in an advent and his visitor just went to sleep. It was Sean who discovered the bodies the next day. With Richard and Tracy, he went to his parents' house, ostensibly, to get his mother to write a note excusing his tardiness at school. Yeah, he's claiming he doesn't remember this. He went inside and came out crying. There's all blood, he screamed, and ran to a neighbor's house to call an ambulance. Few of his relatives were misled. We all had the same instinct, says his auntie Debbie Crenshaw. We had a feeling he'd done it, we just did not know why. At the suggestion of Vonda's father, the Oklahoma police pressed Richard for evidence against Sean. When he was arrested, Sean declared, if I killed them, I don't know it. He sobbed uncontrollably when Vonda's letter was read to him aloud in court. I love my parents, he insisted. Richard, who was originally charged with murder, testified for the prosecution. Now, poor Richard, he ain't doing nothing but sitting at his house. Right. He swore that Sean had stole the gun, and he waited outside the store and played no part in that crime, in the crime. Um, so they got him for the store crime, apparently, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, in return for his testimony, Richard received a five-year deferred sentence for being an accessory after the fact. Now, on March 3rd, 1986, Sean Richard Sellers was indicted on three counts of murder. He was just 16 years old. Throughout the trial, Sellers was completely silent. While he entered a plea of not guilty, convincing his lawyers that he could not remember the crime happening at all. Now, at his trial, his attorneys claimed Sellers was a practicing Satanist. And at the time of the murders, that demonic possession made him murder his victims, Timmy. Hmm. <clears throat> he's claim he's using a demonic. De- he's using the brandy defense. The, yeah, the brandy defense. That's a good one, Jimmy. Thank, I like that one. Thank his attorneys argued that he was also addicted to Dungeons and Dragons. The jury refused to believe either claim, and on September 17, 1987, he was convicted. Three counts of first-degree murder. Brandy. Murder. The jury sentenced him to death. Oh. At the time, Oklahoma law did not give jury the option, juries the option of giving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. That became available in 1987. One juror later said that the jury felt Sellers uh, would be paroled in 7 to 14 years and that this prison term was not lengthy enough. So she opted for the death penalty. <laughs> well, that's pretty lengthy. Yeah. I want him to do somewhat. Oh, he can't do 15 years? Okay, death penalty. Mm-hmm. Other jurors denied this was part of the deliberation. Sean spent the next 13 years on death row. Sellers became a Christian while in prison. See, Brandy, there's hope for you. Aw. No. Very got, little hope. You got your Jesus pins. Yeah. I do have Jesus That's pins. That's a start. Uh-huh. Baby steps, Timmy. Baby steps. 
His friends started a website on his behalf and he campaigned for the clemency based on his religious conversion, age, and involvement in Satanism. I don't know that that's the best approach to take, but... Well, he's he's claiming that he was young, he was easily influenced, he... Yeah, but still, I was involved in Satanism. Well... Now, while he was on death row, he made numerous appearances in the mass media, appearing on the Oprah show. That's a good gig. And on a notorious segment of Geraldo about Satanism. There we go. He also appeared in documentaries about Satanism and serial killers for 48 hours in MSNBC and the A&E Network. He got married in prison um, in February on Valentine's Day, 1995, but the marriage was annulled because it was never consummated Damn. in 1997. His step-siblings refused to believe that his conversion was a sincere one. One of his many surviving family members, his only step-grandfather, believed this conversion to be sincere. Prison officials also refused to believe he had converted except for the prison chaplain. Now, the prison chaplain should carry more weight than most people. Oh, yeah. But He's a chaplain. Yeah, but, you know, he that's what he wants to hear. Yeah, I've been converted. He goes with Christ. Now, Sell is... Imminent execution brought condemnation from a wide variety, including Archbishop Desmond Tutu, the American Bar Association. I always picture him wearing a tutu for some reason. In in Timmy's vast research, he also found out that Bianca Jago was against this. Oh, well, shit. (laughs) Yeah. She has a conscience. Bianca, how, how in the fuck she end up in our story? Did they, did, uh, I don't know, but did uh, Brandy, did you read in the news that um, Aaron Hernandez will die, will be found he'll, innocent? Yeah, he got he gets his pension. He'll get his NFL benefits and that, the kids will. Yeah. Because he still had the appeal. Yeah. So under By law, Massachusetts he's, law, because he's his appeals innocent. did not expire. He expired for his appeals. He's viewed as an innocent. There was another guy that did a bunch of financial crimes in, uh, up in New York, a, a ton of financial crimes. He was very rich, and he was found guilty, given like 200 years or some shit, had appeals. He killed himself, and when he kill, after he killed himself, they could no longer take any of his property from his wife because he was technically innocent. They had to drop everything. Yeah. So I, I guess they could the family could go after him. I mean the victim's family could yeah. file a wrongful death. I would think if there's any money involved yeah. they will. Um nearly all raised issues all these appeals raised issues about his age at the time of the crime, and many argued that his religious work from prison outweighed the state's need to execute him. However, he was executed by lethal injection at twelve seventeen on february fifth, uh nineteen ninety nine. Did they do the execution in Arkansas last night? I don't know. Sellers was the first and remains the only person executed for a crime committed under the age of 17 since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976. He was also the first person executed by the state of Oklahoma since 1966. The U.S. Supreme Court in Roper versus Simmons, not Richard Simmons, mm-hmm. um, another Simmons, in 2005, later decided that it was unconstitutional to execute an individual for a crime committed under the age of 18. Six years too late for Sean Richard Sellers, Timmy. Yeah. So, so he, later the Supreme Court ruled that he could not have been executed yeah. 
uh, and Bianca Jaga was unhappy to me. Randy, what's your final thoughts on Demon Child, Sean Richard Sellers? He is a hot mess. How do you feel about that, oh, for a death penalty for someone that young? You know, I. That's hard. That'd be hard to. That'd be hard. Yeah. Colonel, your thoughts? Um, I think that he was just a confused kid, but uh, there's something, you know, lots of kids get involved in Satanism, Mm -hmm. you know, and growing up, and lots of kids get involved in the weird, you know, dark shit. But most of them don't kill people, and he was, you know, now he had to wear the panty on his head. That wasn't helpful to him in any way. But, uh, but if he had been with the First Church of the Latter-day Colonel. Colonel, we could have straightened him out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you gave us five, six years with the devil, um, we could probably straighten her oh, out, too. Oh, but, you know, that exorcism would be a, it would be a rough. Oh, it'd be ugly. I mean, I'd need, I'd need four or five people from the Church of the Colonel. To hold her down. Yeah, I'd have to have electricity tied to her, so when she tried to move Jolta real good. Oh, her head will be turning, twisting around. Oh, my God. Let's move forward. Okay, okay, but, I mean, you're evil. That's all we're saying. I mean, it's not that we're judging you, devil. You're evil. That's all. He gave you Jesus pins. Yeah, I did. Look, she put them over there. Yeah. She couldn't even pick them up, Timmy. Did you notice she didn't even pick them up out of anything? Her hands would catch on fire. Yeah. Um, Colonel, do a little uh, happy birthday, a little bit of happy birthday for A little bit of happy birthday for for Alicia. For Alicia. Alicia. Should I do the Bee Gees happy birthday? No, 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 no. Do your Marilyn. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Miss Alicia. Happy birthday to you. Very nice, Colonel. Very nice. Brandy, applaud that. Come on. Come on. I I believe that was a panty dropper right there. All right, Colonel. That's probably four or five listeners out there with their drawers out. Give us some shout-outs. All right, let's see. Which which column should we start with today? You know who I'm going to give a uh, Shirley Strap. Shirley Strap. i got to give her a shout-out. The person of the week. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Before we do that, Colonel, we have the pers- uh, listener of the week. It is Fallon, the lovely Fallon. And Brandy's going to The Colonel t- of Team Mascot. The Brandy, mascot the of Team Colonel. Yeah, yeah I, I'm very sorry. Brandy, Did Timmy yes. write that for you? Yes, Brandy, please. Tell us about our listener of the week. All right. So little Miss Fallon here. She is from Denison, Texas. She says it's a little shitty lake town riddled with crackheads. Uh, But she now lives in Sherman, Texas, which isn't much better, but it's nice. She is married to her partner in crime, Christopher, and they she has a bonus baby named Braxton. He is four and a sparkle in her life. She loves photography and telling a story. Words are amazing, and she used to dabble in poetry. She has been listening to the podcast since July of 2016. She says her favorite episodes are Bobby Joe Long, Edward Norton, and the Iroquois Theater Fire. She says she downloaded them four times. That's probably because of my excellent research and script writing. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, her personal shout-out, she says, is to all her dweebs. She says, you guys bring a very anxious girl a lot of simple joy in life. Stay dweebalicious. Ah, well, thank mm. you, Fallon, and thank you for being for listening and for being our listener of the week. 
Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Colonel, now get to your shout-outs. All right, let's 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 run through some of these, Timmy. We got James Rian, Michael Hound, Trish Creampuff, Charles Dent, Kelly Charette, Susan Capitano, Carrie Amsell, Mike Severinsen, uh, Maria Ortiz, Brianne Stewart, Christina York, Caroline Stoffel, Jess Watford, Paula Kimes, Lindsay White, Rachel Cracked, Nick Johnson, Nancy Decker, Virginia Massey, Megan Norsworthy, Jessalyn Ray Rafford, Navano, Adrian Meredith, Hannah Groskoff, Cassandra Berger, Daniel Bassett, Michelle Hebron, um, Samantha Gent, Amber Fresh, Christy Lee, Andrew Dighton. I got Shirley. I just got Shirley strapped. Shirley, I got you on here. Casey Wilcox. Rosanna. Rosanna. From They Walk Among Us. Yes, Rosanna Fitton. Rosanna Fitton. Who's in Turkey now, I believe. Yes, she, Vietnam or Turkey or no, one of the two. she's in Turkey. Oh, yeah, she's going to watch the poor Fiona, little boy get his circles. in Vietnam. That's right. Yeah. Um, Brooke Johnson. Uh, Fiona. Crisp. Uh, Teresa Klingensmith, Julie, Julie Young, Jordan, mm-hmm. Dinah Huff, Alicia Wren, Catherine Richardson, Megan Harper, Marissa Reynolds, uh, Marissa Rhodes, Stacy Flynn, Jill Phoenix, a uh, new addition to the Colonel's team, the lovely, lovely MJ Howard, who is a hospice nurse. Yes. You got to admire her for that. You really do. Um, Sarah Morgan. Tony Marsala, Brooke Smith, Sabone Lavelle, Chris Lane, Peter Fulma, Justin Brodor, Kim Stroop, uh, Kristen Whiting, Lydia, Jason Janke, Kaz Every, Tina Reeves, Teresa Arthur, Tommy, Tommy Lane is in my ear, Marcus Molina, Lydia Lada. Mash Payne, Holly Schreiber, Terry Pickett, Ron Radsky, Lauren Feller, Todd Long, Natalie Parsons, Leah Pangburn, Jared Howard, Joe Lamont, Matt Brookins, George Huckler, Andrea O'Dell, Chris Bachelor, Chris Swanson, Paula Kimes, Mark Farnan, Elizabeth Brault, Carol Nash, Ann Daza, Alan Dobbs, James Rian, Melanie Young, Donna Young, Tim Hale, Stacy Gutierrez, Jasmine Whitney, Sean DeBoard, Molly Fontenot, Lauren Marer, Rachel Hummel, Ken Be- Kim Bennett, um, Ramoni Howard, Sarah Taylor, Allison Schneider, Meg Vansell, Jamie Metcalf, Margo, Margo Donahue, Brittany Martin, Danielle from Between Us Girls, Danielle Jones, yes, Deborah Chappelle, Susie Randall, Ali Nett, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Jay Alford, Aaron Shipley, Sophia Panna, Ronnie Rhodes, Ashley Hallett, Lauren Meredith, Jennifer Savota, Kelly Caldwell. Um, let's see, we got through those columns there, Timmy. Oh, uh, wonderful. So, and I got to give a special shout out um, to a couple people on the Colonel crew because Radika Smith. Who bought me at the auction? Radica. Radica, I'm sorry. Radica, who I now am property of Radica. Um, 
Jessica, just to see how she's doing. And a beautiful, I said, we already got her. We really hope, Rachel Flynn, that you're doing well. If Absolutely. you're listening to this, we hope that everything turns out for you and they get that pain pain out of your system and you recover quickly. Um, and let and, us know how you're doing, please. And, you know, we always say, we, we, we kind of did this girl wrong, Timmy. Okay, who? We always say the very funny and very sweet Karen Barr. Of course, she is very funny and very sweet. But she's a lovely, beautiful woman. She is, and she's also an Indians fan. And yeah, that kind of hurts. She's also a New Kids on the Block fan. Yes. Um, but a Billy Joel fan. But yeah. to give a shout-out to the beautiful Karen Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, just a beautiful, lovely woman. And Sarah Bloom. Okay. And, and two more. And we got two more. And remember, I'm only we're splitting them into right, columns right, right. now. So, um, we got lovely lady Beverly, who is doing well over in England. And Dottie, we're sorry. There's only three people that got killed in this episode. We'll try to do the one that gets you, you know, fifteen twenty here sometime soon, because we know you like the bloodshed and the gore and everything else. Yes. And all right, that's it. And a special shout out to. Uh, the beautiful and really, I mean, have you seen her? She's stunning, Timmy. Molly Erickson. Yes, Molly is very, very. She's just, uh, she's a beautiful. She makes jewelry, mm-hmm. and then she takes pictures of herself with the jewelry on. Mm-hmm. But then you can't look at the picture of the jewelry because she's just so pretty. It takes away from the jewelry. Okay. Okay, yes. and right. and hopefully that got under Nicholas's skin. I see. Uh, it, Brandy. It's still war, Nicholas. It's still war. Where can people find us, Brandy? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have a very, very fun Facebook group. We would love for you to join. It's called History Dweebs, the podcast. It's a Facebook group, and uh, most of the people we mention here are on that Facebook group. So please join us, History Dweebs, the podcast. Where else can people find us, Brandy? You can find us on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow us at History Dweebs 1. You can follow the Colonel at Hawk Walters. And you can follow Brandy at Brandy Vinay, S-V-E-N-N-A. Is that right, Brandy? Sure. Okay. Uh, and you can follow us on iTunes. iTunes. Please leave us a review. We got some very nice reviews that we're going to read the next time. Um, thank you very much for those uh, reviews. We certainly, uh, certainly appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Tweets. Good Bye. day. Bye, Bye-bye. everyone. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.